Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome. I am Richard the Razor Ewing. And you have saddled up and gotten ready, and now you have your game face on. Welcome. We do this every week, and we got a great show for you. But before we get started, I got my my good uh, my my co-host Matt Wise with me. Matt, how you doing? Good, good, good. Okay, and you know me, Matt. I always started with the question. Here we go. So, if you're trying to figure out. How to stop your hair weave from moving. You are on the wrong podcast. And if you're trying to figure out how to get more money from that income tax return for this season, you're on the wrong podcast. However, if you're trying to get insight into Bay Area sports in the San Francisco Bay Area, you just put your game face on. And if you're trying to get sports insight on a national level, Once again, you got your game face on. Welcome. We're glad you're here. We'd love to have you. Matt, what do we got? Well, we got a lot going on. Uh, Warriors on a two-game slide. Uh, They'll be playing tomorrow night against the Knicks. Uh, You got the Sharks got a win against the Blues. They're up. They're playing tonight. Uh, San Jose Sharks or San Jose Earthquake signed a uh, San Jose Bay Area boy, uh, which is exciting news. Really? So. Uh, there's a lot going on. Yeah. As always. Yeah. And, you know, to that loss you just brought up, there's been some backlash from the fan base. They're not really happy with the loss and the way everything went down. We saw a total meltdown of Draymond Green's temper. And I think in this particular case, and I'll tell you something, for the most part, I usually, I usually, you know, uh, stand behind, you know, Draymond because, He's a very passionate player, and it's his passion, you know, that ignites the team, and it's what fuels the team in certain situations. But in this situation last night, man, I was like, okay, look, you know what? Hey, I'm sorry, bro. You you got to you got to you got to pull that back, man. That was that was a winnable game, and it and it, be, and it ended up becoming a game of a meltdown because he had a meltdown, and as a leader on that team. That's just something that just can't be, you know, tolerated, man. Well, he, he, I wouldn't call it a meltdown. Uh, listen, here's the thing. They were up against it. Steph Curry was not playing in that game against Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, he was out. He went out before the game was with an illness. Uh, looks like he'll be back. So that's good news. Um, I, I respect and appreciate the competitive nature at which Draymond Green plays the game. So do I. So do I. I appreciate uh, the tenacity at which he plays the game. And when you're in a game and you're down your best player in the game, in a season when it's really, really hard 
to kind of get up sometimes for some of these games because you have no fans. And so you're creating your own energy, your own enthusiasm. And that was a, a pivotal moment in the game, nine seconds left. Uh, you know, my wife always gives me a hard time because I always choose to want to have conversations at the wrong times. <laughs> and and I think that's exactly what happened here with Draymond Green. Now, I, I applaud his his enthusiasm and his aggression and his his desire and and like drive to want to win the game mm -hmm. but it just happened at the wrong time now one technical i could see the second one is just that's just a little too far because i mean at that point you've really really hurt your team you hurt your team with the first technical but the second one is just like come on now okay this is this is my problem my problem is that we look at draymond green we look at the history of Draymond Green in this league and the history of Draymond Green against officials. It, it, you know, it, it hasn't been a story time, okay? And I'm sure Draymond Green is, is aware that, hey, you know, he, he's not like Dennis Rodman, okay? If, if Dennis did something that, you know, normal players wouldn't do in the game or whatever, and it ticked off, you know, the, 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 the referees, whatever, Dennis Rodman would get ejected, okay? That's just the way it was. Right. He'd be running out. And he'd be taking his taking his jersey off and throwing it up in the stands. We all seen that before. That's an old movie. But I'm saying in this particular sense, the reason why I got to disagree with you is because I feel like at the end of the day, okay, Draymond knows how far he can take himself with these referees. He knows, okay. So my whole deal is this: you got to think about one how this reflects the team. You got to think about how younger guys are viewing you as a leader and how they should conduct themselves. And you need to also realize that had you kept your composure, okay, this would have been a step towards you understanding your place amongst the other basketball, NBA basketball stars. Cause we know it ain't just Draymond. There's other stars that, you know, but Draymond is, is the standout because he's done it more times than anybody else. Okay it also would have been a, a time for him to be able to, to show composure and be able to, to move to a progression where he knows, okay, look, you know what? I, I can't, I can't act out right now. Why not? Well, because if I do, they're probably going to, they're probably going to pull the Draymond Green suspension thing or whatever, or get, get him ejected or whatever. And, and you're right. The second team was not merited. You're absolutely correct. But because it's Draymond and because it's his history, that's why they did it. Absolutely. Richard, before we get any further, I'm taking bets. I'm going to go to betonline.ag. I'm going to put down bets that Draymond Green is going to meet the 16 technical minimum to get the one game suspension. He's halfway there. So when I go and do that, because football season's over, I'm not going to bet on football. Right. Uh, the Warriors, the way they're playing, it's kind of up and down. It's kind of hit and miss. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm worried about putting my money anywhere near on the Warriors. But where I will put my money is on Draymond Green getting a T. And so I'm going to do that. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it at betonline.ag. It's the place where you can go and you can get, uh, you can do all your betting needs. I encourage you to head to the website, use your mobile device to sign in today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. 
Back to Draymond Green on that, Richard. And and honestly, if I had money, I'd I'd put it on Draymond Green getting the technicals. But I but I bet you I you know I'd have to put up a ton of money to win anything. So, uh, but you know, I just here here's the thing. Like, he is the leader on that team. He is the one that's that's setting the tone for that team. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you're coming down into crunch time minutes and i applaud him for getting down on the floor to get to even create that jump ball uh to to, to get for that timeout because he was trying to create the jump ball with nine seconds left right 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 um, and he obviously and, could see that and you know what i i would where who where that timeout come from who called that timeout? i mean that that thing that happened in a split second and for for Charlotte to be able to call a timeout as that jump ball, I mean, it was bang, bang. I, you know, I could see how Draymond's upset. I, and, and, you know, and playing competitive sports, when things don't go your way and you think something's a really bad call, it's tough, but, and it is Draymond Green. So he's going to have zero leash. Uh, if, if Andrew Wiggins starts arguing that call, the refs may look at him and go, hmm, you might have a point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah because right. Andrew Wiggins doesn't, that's out of character. But Draymond Green, he does it. It's automatically a technical. Yeah. Listen, I, I would, if I was building a team, mm-hmm. I would want a Draymond Green on my team. Well, there, there, I'll tell you something. And I would, I would take the good. Mm-hmm. And, and I will that. take the bad. I yeah. will take the technical fouls. I will take the chirping um, because you know but, what? But, but this is the thing, though. This is the thing, though. The reason why I say, and, and I think some Kerr was talking about that today. You know, he was talking about the fact that he said that, I heard in an interview that he said that there was no question that Draymond is a guy you got to have on the team for a lot of reasons, okay? Because he does a lot for the team. He said, however, he said his passion supersede his logic in that game. Kerr was saying that, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, you know, he, he went overboard. Well, in the San Antonio Spur game, his his logic superseded his passion because he had a brain fart and threw the ball up with like 13 seconds thinking he was going to get fouled. Yeah. Um, and he didn't. And it was a terrible shot. So, uh, listen, you're going to be a professional basketball player. You're going you're gonna to be called on and at certain times at at any point in the game but especially late in the game you're going to be called on and and you know the spotlight's going to be on you and it's going to be how you react um and sometimes you win sometimes you lose yeah yeah and, and in this case unfortunately for them they did drop two the good thing is the next game they're probably most likely they're going to have Kovan when he's going to be back and Wiseman's going to be back and we know that Steph's going to be back so um, they'll have a better core of individuals where not so much of the pressure being on, on just Draymond Green. Um, and I think that's part of it too. I think that's the reason why he had the meltdown because he was feeling the pressure then. Um, but I will say this much. The Warriors have some, some, some serious thinking to do because they have some players that are developing the G League that are putting up some really, really great numbers right now. Jordan Poole is balling out. Um, he had a 30 point game the other day, I believe yeah. 29 points or whatever yeah, it was yeah, I was yeah. watching. Um, yeah. And he, he looked ridiculous. He looked yeah. confident the way he was shooting, the way he was driving to the basket. Um, yeah. He looked really, really good. 
Yeah, and I'll tell you something else. That kid that they pick, Justinian Jessup. Yeah. Yeah. He lately he's been on fire. And Smiley Geach has been playing well. Uh, I watched the game today. He yes, he has been playing well. The numbers look great. I was watching him today. Mm-hmm. Defensively, he still looked a little behind. But I, think, but I think if you bring him up, okay, you're pairing with Kavon Looney, okay, you let him, you let him battle a little bit, uh, let him, let him go with Draymond, let, let Draymond size him up a bit. You fine tune. Uh, I think, I think, I, I think the G League is, is good, but I think the G League, in my opinion, depending on how guys are playing, is good to a certain a certain degree. I think you got to bring them up to the NBA level so they really get a taste of, of what it is to really extend themselves as far as their skill set is concerned. Um, I'd like to see Smiley Beach. I would. I'd like to see him because, and not just because I want to see, you know, I'm a fan or anything because I'm, I'm really not. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to see him because they have to have, they have to have, in my opinion, three solid centers. They do. They need three this time, not just two. Um, and I think that if they give bring him up and let him play, him get some playing time, I think that might that might awaken something. Um, this kid Jessup, man, this, this dude can shoot, man. Did you see some of his, his shots? I I haven't I haven't seen any of him. I have been catching some of the. I'm loving the G League being on TV. I've I'm catching some of the games here and there. I mean, it's not a priority, but I'll throw it on. Um, I have I haven't seen him. He's got he's got a deadly turnaround mid range that's hard to stop. I mean he he does and when he pivots and turns, he lead, most of the time he leaves a defense standing there looking, like they don't know that he's gonna pivot. I mean it's amazing. I was like, dang dude, he just let make this dude got turn. Whoa, he's in there. You know, it's like you know, I was like, man, this kid he can play. He can play. I say leave. I listen. You have the core you have with the with the Warriors right now. You know, besides besides maybe Wanamaker, um, you know, you, you have a pretty good pretty good team, and well, and they prove that they can beat some of the best teams. Okay, but still, if I bring one or two guys up, you're right. Wanamaker probably is he could be replaced right now because he his his numbers aren't that great. I need to put some heat on Wiggins. I know Wiggins is your guy. I know that. I know you you about ready to climb all over me right now. But to me, I, we need to put some heat on Wiggins. We do. Um, I don't think it's a bad idea. I think what it'll do is it'll, it'll let him – well, he pretty much knows, but I'm saying if we did that, I believe Wiggins would be more consistent because we know what Wiggins can do. He's a good player. He is. More cons- what's, what's, what's more consistent than 20 points a game? What's more consistent than being a lockdown defender? Look, everybody's calling him two-way wigs right now. No, but I mean, what's more consistent? I need, uh, him, I need him to develop plays more. Okay, come on. He needs he needs it. He needs to he needs to make defenses in fear. The guy comes down and nobody fears him. Now you think who can do that? Steph can do that. We know Steph can do that because when Steph comes down, everybody knows, oh damn. Okay. Do you look, fear do you fear David Lee? There, Damian Lee, do you fear uh, Kelly Oubre? But I'll tell you something. Oubre now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, now? Yeah, I do. And I tell you else. Everybody else does, too. In the last Oubre's month, yeah, Oubre, definitely. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see that Oubre gets re-signed. I wouldn't be surprised. His numbers, uh, well, have, been, his numbers have been great. I would. I, it depends. I mean, he, he if it, 
it's going to be a lot of money to resign him. Uh, I don't think he's going to be cheap at that point. No, we know Joey Lightyears, Joe Lacob. Okay, we'll pay the luxury tax. He will. Okay, so so, but um, enough about that. Let's move on to baseball because you know, a couple of days ago the pitchers and catchers showed up. The teams have already showed up. Giants just signed two horses, and I didn't write their names down. I should have. Um, pitchers, both of them six four. These boys are big. I'm like, man. Okay, Sanchez was one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, okay. Uh, I'm. I wasn't a huge. I mean, I looked at. I was looking at Sanchez's stats. Um, last year it wasn't a, a great year for him. Um, he didn't really play much. Uh, the year. I mean, I don't know. I. I would like to see some batting. I. I would like to see. I would like to see a a bat that you could put in the middle of the lineup. Um, with Buster Posey. Uh, and you know, is you you have Yastrzemski, okay, but I want to see some home runs, and and this isn't a lineup that's going to get you a lot of home runs. Uh, last year, the the most home runs was I think ten or eleven. Okay. So guess, yes, it was a shortened season, but um, no. I, I, listen, now you have you got at least seven guys you could build a five-man rotation with i was looking at the depth chart earlier mm-hmm. um and you know with cueto and what's his name oh man uh the young guy that that showed up last year gosmer is it um i thought didn't they have no they didn't have the a's had them. excuse me we got they got tyler Beatty. he's tyler. another one that's in there in your starting rotation. You got Johnny Cueto, Kevin, oh. Kevin Gosman. That's who it was. Uh, Kevin oh. Gosman. He's definitely in your starting lineup. Now you throw in Sanchez and you got a couple other guys in the mix uh, for a starting position. I think Alex Wood was another one of them. Uh, f- former Dodger pitcher, Alex Wood. So, well, I did. The other guy they had was Jake McGee. That's who it was. Jake McGee, yeah. Yeah, yeah. McGee, that that was a nice pickup, actually. Okay. Um 229. That, that that's a big boy. Okay. That's okay. That's a that's a that's a pretty big Okay, boy. okay, Richard. Okay, but let, let me read let me read you the depth chart as if they were starting the season the way the depth chart is right now for the San Francisco Giants, okay? Right. Uh catcher, you have uh, you, you got uh, Buster Posey, okay? Right, right. Uh, first base, Brandon Belt. Second base, they have Solano at second base right now, but they did just pick up uh, Tommy Listella, who who could play some second base. Third base, you have uh, Evan Longoria. Uh, his best years are probably behind him. Yeah, I don't know. Brandon I Crawford. Thought, I thought they should have traded Longoria in the offseason, but... Brandon Crawford at shortstop. Um yeah. I haven't seen – he hasn't been impressive to me late last couple of years. And there's some rookies behind him. Uh, Luciano, I believe, is one of the names floating around that's supposed to be a stud. Left field, you got Alex Dickinson. Uh, you have Dubon in center field. And you have, you have Stremski in right field. Okay, but you forgot out Joey Bart. 
Joey Bart. Okay, so if you if the DH is going to be in this year, you could put Joey Bart there, or you could put Joey Bart. You could use him interchangeable piece at first base. He's not going to get catcher minutes, and he's not going to take minutes from Belt right away. He he, unless he's super impressive. So um, yes, Joey Bart's going to probably be on the squad, but I don't see him him factoring in on the starting lineup to start the season, in my opinion. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. But but you look at that roster and and that batting lineup, nobody really scares you. Well, we got the other thing is we got to wait for the season to start too because you you got you got some guys that are on that roster that are waiting to show up too. Some of those guys who were there last year are looking to do something this year, and we got to look at last year was was brutal for a lot of reasons. You had a short season with the pandemic and everything, and and I tell you something, the Giants didn't do too bad last year. Um, you know, they actually, they actually competed a little bit. Um, but I just feel like it's kind of a wait and see still, you know, um, it's going to be a tough year. It's going to be a tough year with, with the Dodgers and the Padres. It's going to be tough. So, I mean, listen, the giants are kind of smart. They're bolstering up Mm -hmm. on their, their pitching. So you're going to face a lot of, a lot of stack teams in the West. Uh, that have some big bats, so have some yeah, good they pitching. Got, to see. They, they, they got a problem because they got to do with San Diego. They got to do with the Dodgers. Um, I tell you something. Arizona, in my opinion, looks better. Is probably a lot better than the way they look on paper. Personally, um, I, I wait and see on them too. But they, they just they look to me like they, that team could be a lot better than what it looks like. But to me, the Giants have to be building a team that's going to win games four to three, three to two. Um, you know, that that's how they're going to have to win games. They're not going to be high scoring games. Uh, they're going to have to grind it out. It's going to have to be pitching duels and bullpen and, and get it done that way with defense and uh, timely hitting. Okay. That's the fundamentals of it. I mean, at least that's what I'm going to tell my guys in little league this year. When we, when that starts back up is, Hey, just do the little things, uh, you know, see ball, hit ball. Right. Run to first base, get there fast. Right. So I'm looking at the A's roster, and I, I don't know what to make of the A's roster. I really don't. It seems like, like you said, you said this last week, you said with the A's every every year there's a new guy, and you're still trying to figure out what happened to this guy that was there the year before. And, yeah, and it, it, right now, even with the exception of maybe who, Shamanaya, Lazardo, um, they picked up Sergio Romo. Which I don't know what that was about. Romo's probably at the end of his at the end of his career, and so I mean, I, I don't know, man. They they let go of of uh, the guy who was knocking him out, um, uh, Chris Davis. Davis. Yeah, they let him go. So I'm just like, man. No, no, no. Remember they they traded him for the king. Oh, Elvis. Yeah, Elvis. Yeah, I don't know what that's going to do. But Elvis he, is going to be in the building. Well, yeah, but he ain't gonna he ain't gonna electrify him like the real though. Okay, look, there ain't gonna be no at the end of the night. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I do expect to see something from Chapman. Um, Chapman, uh, you got Olson, Matt Olson still. And Olson, Chad um, Pender's been known to pick up some good numbers. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, but the rest of the team is going, what, you know, it's like, you're looking for clues. You're like, 
what what did you do that for? What was what was you know the basis behind that? And and then let's let's also you know look at the fact that the A's are looks like they are moving to this 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 arena that they've been talking about for I don't know how long, like a year and a half, almost two years now. So I mean, who knows? It it it, it could be you know a good season, but I but right now I'm looking at it going. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. So. It looks like another grinded out a season. Um, there'll be highs and there'll be lows, but who knows what's going to be at the end. Right. I, I say it. I mean, I say it every week and I think you could say it every week as an A's fan. Um, it, it's just, it's tough. It, it really is. Okay. So we have, I'm a little excited to say this. Okay. Sharks win. Sharks win. <laughs> Shark, Sharkies win. Sharkies win. Uh, yeah, I was like, man, I was like, wow. Okay, great, great. So, um, well, hold on a second before we get to the Sharks. I, did you catch any of the uh, the games this weekend that were in Tahoe, the outdoor game? I, I man, I was no. Too, I was so, too doing honeydews. So, so it it's really it. So it's awesome how the NHL every year has the one outdoor. You know, yeah, I do the outdoor know, games. Yeah, I do know about the outdoor games, and the outdoor games are pretty cool. I always thought. Well, this year was in Lake Tahoe, which is I'm telling you, the the game on Saturday was early. It was a morning game, mm-hmm. and they actually had to stop the game after the first period because the ice wasn't holding up because it was the the weather was so perfect and so beautiful in Tahoe that the ice wasn't holding up. And so they had to come back and play the game at night. Um, but that day game, I saw the first period, the, the picture, it, just go look at the pictures. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. Snow capped mountains be in the background, right. a beautiful blue Lake uh, snow all around. I mean, it was awesome. Now what a nightmare that they couldn't finish that game. Uh, but they did come back and play tonight. And then the game, the next day was a Sunday night game. They moved that game to the night. The NHL did. And again, I mean, it's tough when it's dark and you can't see anything. So it takes away some of those picturesque uh, views, but right. uh, what a really cool concept, a really cool idea that they tried to do. Uh, wish it would have turned out a little better, but yeah, go Sharkies against uh, uh, the blues getting that big win. Um, they, they seem to make them really, really, really scary close uh, towards the end um, or let the teams back in third period. So that's what's a little worrisome about the Sharks for me. Yeah, so really quick, the Niners signed, what's the wide receiver? What, River Craycraft? I don't I don't understand why they signed this dude, but they signed him to a one-year deal. Um, I don't I don't really know what what to make of this. It's like you see this stuff happening and and really it's like okay, I I'm not going to sit here and say that what they're doing is wrong because you know, I'm not in the locker room, I'm not in the front office. I don't have the money and the pencil to, to sign guys and you know, um Listen, Kiana Martin uh for the 49ers.com, I was reading an article earlier that she wrote uh back in January um the Niners have a lot of work to do and we've been saying it week after week and it seems like it the more I read about it this the more daunting of a task it seems to be uh that the 49ers are gonna have uh because there's a lot a lot of players that they they gotta take a look at to see who they're gonna assign and who they aren't and and what they're gonna do to fill some key positions 
um, and if you look up and down it. So March 15th, March 17th, I'm super stoked about it. But it was Tiana Martin had a, or Kiana Martin had a great article on 49ers.com um, talking about some of the free agents that were coming up and some of the signings that the Niners need to be looking at. Well, this is the other thing. Uh, Adam Peters just recently got promoted to assistant general manager. Now, that's an interesting uh, move uh, by Jed York because it makes you wonder, okay, so is John Lynch on the hot seat? <laughs> it makes you wonder. It's like, you know, it's like, you, <laughs> it's like all of a sudden you look and you think, okay, you know what? If you don't manage to put together something this next season, guess what? We got somebody to take your job. <laughs> Well, that's, it's weird, right? Because after the Super Bowl, Kyle Shanahan got an extension mm -hmm. a contract. Now, did John Lynch get a contract extension he, at that time? He, he didn't get a contract extension, but his extension was, not extension, but his contract was originally a six-year deal. Okay. So they can, they can not extend him and let that play out. And at the end of six years, come back at him and say, okay, yeah, we want, we want you back here. Um, and I think, but it is interesting that after a Super Bowl season, you offer the head coach a contract extension to lock him up, mm -hmm. but not the general manager. Well, we got to be realistic, though. At the end of the day, the reason why that's done is because realistically, okay, the man that pushes the pen as far as that 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 football team goes right now out on the field is Kyle Shanahan. Okay, it's not it's it's not John Lynch. Okay. John Lynch, if, 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 if this next season becomes a season of blah, 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 or ho-hum, guess what? John Lynch is more on the hot seat than Kyle Shanahan is. No question about that. So that's the reason why they didn't extend him, okay? They extended Kyle now because they know, hey, Kyle's a, an offensive genius. He, he, can, he can run the team, and he can, also, he can also make the picks, too. He can do that, too. So, so – of the two, which one's more expendable? Well, obviously John Lynch is. So what do you do? You give the contract extension to Shanahan. You let you let you let uh, Lynch's contract play out. If it looks like they're going to put together successful seasons the next two seasons, then you come back to him and say, okay, you know what? We're doing well. You're on a fine job. We want you back for another four years or whatever. Okay, and that's the reason why they did that because with Adam Peters being the assistant general manager, it's like guess what? You don't Lynch if you don't start making these picks like you're supposed to. You know, that, that's the way it is in the GM. The GM doesn't doesn't he really doesn't make all of the crucial you know uh, decisions out there when when really the head coach is okay because he knows exactly what's going on on the field. So that's the reason why that went down. Now they're still talking about you know what's going to happen as far as you know trades as far as quarterbacks are concerned. I don't know why they're still doing that except for the fact that Deshaun has not made a decision where he's going and the Houston Texans haven't decided where they want to send him. I, I don't know where I heard it. So I can't quote it as where I heard it, but I heard a ridiculous, and I, it was probably on the radio today, uh, but it was a ridiculous trade that offered re, regarded uh, the Minnesota Vikings, the Houston Texans and the San Francisco 49ers and basically how it would all shake out is the Houston Texans would get a lot of cool stuff and the Minnesota Vikings would get Deshaun Watson and the 49ers would get Kirk Cousins. Okay. I know. I'm sorry. Okay, I, okay look, 
now why would Lynch and Kyle now Kyle and I, and you and the Niners would give up their number 12 first round pick in that trade. So I mean it was a it was a nightmare trade. Yeah, it's a nightmare trade. Kirk Cousins really come on. I wouldn't man, why don't you why don't you if, if look if we're that stupid, okay, then hey, you might as well go get uh what's one guy that was the back of quarterback for the Jets, Webb. Yeah, <laughs> go get the Go, go trade that guy to us. We'll do that, too, while you're at it. <laughs> if you want Kirk Cousins, I have a better idea. Tim Tebow just retired from baseball. He's available. Go get him as a quarterback. Okay. Or, I mean, please. Any, I mean, Kirk Cousins, please. Anything oh, but. We definitely on agreement with that. And with that, we're going to have to say goodnight because we ran out of time. Shout out to Bay Area boy, Benji Kirk. Kirk, uh, Kirk, uh, Vich, Kirk Onovich, mm-hmm. uh, sounds a earthquake signed him. So Bay area boy coming on the play for the earthquakes. That's super exciting. Yeah. I was wondering when you were going to mention that, but you did, you did sneak that in. Nice job. Get in right there at the end. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Okay. You have been watching and listening to game phase, part of the bleed town network. I'm with my co-host Matt wise, the Wiseman, and I am Richard, the razor Ewing. Feel free to come back and check us out next week. You can come in, take your shoes off, put your feet up if you want. That's fine. But if you do, you better have your game face on. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.